When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Newt. 2020 is going to be one of the most extraordinary election years of our lifetime. I want to invite you to join my inner circle as we discuss each twist and turn in the presidential race in my members-only inner circle club. You'll receive special flash briefings, online events, and members-only audio reports from me and my team. Here is a special offer for my podcast listeners. Join my inner circle today at newtsinnercircle.com slash podcast. And if you sign up for a one or two year membership, you'll get 10% off your membership price and a VIP fast pass to my live events. Join my inner circle today at newtsinnercircle.com slash podcast. Use the code podcast at checkout. Sign up today at newtsinnercircle.com slash podcast and use the code PODCAST. Hurry, this offer expires February 14th. Hi, this is Newt Gingrich. I just talked with Sarah Carter, an amazing journalist. She spent years and years studying the Mexican drug cartels. And we had a really in-depth discussion about what happened to the nine American citizens, six of whom were children, who were killed in northern Mexico. And we talked about the whole problem of drug cartels. Originally, Sarah and I were going to do this for my inner circle, which I want to invite you to join. But I thought this was so important and such a timely topic and so central to the future of the United States that I wanted to share it with everybody and let you know that this is really one of the key topics of the next few years. What are we going to do about the danger of Mexican drug cartels and the war that we're in now, both in America and in Mexico. I hope you'll enjoy the conversation with Sarah Carter. 
I hope you'll consider joining the inner circle. But more importantly, I hope you'll think about how this applies to what we need to do to make sure our country's safe. We're delighted to have a chance to talk with Sarah Carter, who has produced a documentary on the opioid epidemic that was just unbelievable. She is a great journalist, somebody who has been working on the whole question of the drug cartels and is extraordinarily knowledgeable. And in fact, I'm talking with her the day after she got back from Guatemala. First of all, thank you for talking with us when you must have at least a little bit of just travel exhaustion. It's great talking with you, Newt, and no worries at all. I got in late last night from Guatemala, got home about 1 a.m. after getting out of the airport and woke up early, but this is such an important issue. I'm so grateful to you for focusing on this because we see the violence and the destruction and the terror that these drug cartels have had on our society. It's incredible, and it's a global issue. But more importantly, it's a national issue for us that is basically poisoning our country and destroying the integrity of our nation. Well, you know, part of what has really sparked attention in a very big way was the killing on Monday, November 4th, about 100 miles south of the Arizona border, of at least nine U.S. citizens, including six children, two of whom I think were under one year old, members of a Mormon community in northern Mexico. The victims were in three separate cars. They were traveling back to the U.S. A couple were going to a neighboring town for a wedding, and their convoy apparently had hundreds of rounds fired at it. Some people may have been burned alive in one of the vehicles. And I think that it's a terrible tragedy, which led to an awareness of how violent Mexico is getting, which is really a sad comment on our own approach. I mean, Mexico is vastly more important to us than Syria or Iraq or Afghanistan and yet it is consistently neglected except for these kind of moments. But you've been looking at the cartels and you've been looking at the threat to the U.S. for a long time, Sarah. Can you help us understand how to contextualize this story? I'm very familiar with the area, Newt. I had traveled into that region numerous times. And then throughout my career in this particular area of Arizona, it's a battle. It's a battle between the drug cartels, particularly Sinaloa, you have the Juarez cartel. You also have Los Zetas, which is strong militia arm of the cartels that kind of became their own offshoot. They used to be a hired gun. Many of them, they believe, were former special forces of the Mexican military. And the battle wages like you can't even imagine all along this border region. We have about roughly 2,000 miles of porous border between us and Mexico. And they battle over the transit routes for their contraband, mostly for their narcotics, as well as human trafficking, as well as other types of trafficking that concern both the United States intelligence community, as well as the intelligence officials in Central America and Mexico, because these cartels will do anything to control those routes. And what they do is they battle. And it appears that this family that were just devastated by this incident and killed, and the others that escaped. I can't even imagine what went through the mother's minds when this happened. There's a few things going on here, and I've talked to some sources about this. Either they were just caught in the middle of some kind of accidental shootout, mistaken identity. They could have been used as bait. That was another 
theory that they're looking at right now that maybe one of the cartels, either Sinaloa or somebody knew that they were heading down that road, laid out a trap for the other cartels that they were basically fighting. Now, remember, this is still very fluid. The one thing that we do know for sure is that they believe Sinaloa was involved in this. And the reason why is that several weeks ago, there were issues with Sinaloa in this region. And I'll kind of give you a little summary of how they operate. Sinaloa, when they try to target an area where they want basically to take control of the drug route from another cartel, particularly if it's Los Cetas or Juarez or something of that nature, even the Sonoran Cowboys, they will send in what they call Sinaloa assassins. They call them assassinos, same word, in Mexico. And those assassins basically go into the towns covertly. They usually rent a home from somebody who's no longer there. A lot of people have fled the border cities because of the violence. They hide out and plan their operations. This is not about little gangs operating along the border. These are militia. These are people with hundreds of millions of dollars They have resources like you cannot imagine. In fact, when I talk to Border Patrol officials, DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency officers, CIA that operate in those areas of the world, along with the FBI, they tell me, look, these guys have more resources than we have on the ground. They can basically listen in on our conversations. They have equipment. They have private service systems. They have ways to communicate that sometimes outsmart us. The United States is constantly trying to stay ahead of these drug cartels because of the vast amount of resources that they have. And what they do is they put these assassins inside these small border towns in these cities, and then they prepare for war. We have a war zone right next to our nation, a war zone that we now are paying attention to, but it comes at such a great cost with the lives of these nine people, these children and these women who were caught in the middle of this. Now, we don't have all the facts. We don't know exactly what happened in their case. But what I can tell you is this type of brutality happens every single day. Children are slaughtered. Women are murdered, raped, brutalized. The pictures that I've seen and the situations that I've been in don't let me sleep at night sometimes because it's so horrific. Can you imagine what this family went through and these poor little babies sitting in the back of the car in their car seat. I have been in situations where I've talked to sources that have told me children are definitely a target for them, especially inside Mexico, inside Central America, when they have a rat among them. That means somebody that basically is working or cooperating with law enforcement or federal officials with the cartels. They'll definitely target the children first and their wives to send a message to everyone else, you don't say anything. Now, that's separate from this incident, what happened here. I'm not saying that at all, that this family was at all involved in anything like that. What I am saying is that these people are brutal murderers. They are terrorists. What we've seen in Syria, Newt, what we've seen with ISIS, when Islamic State, you know, would put these videos up, of torturing people and torturing our journalists and beheading them. This has been going on right next door to us in Mexico for decades, and it's only gotten worse. Remember, the purpose of terrorism is to terrify. And so if you want to terrify people, you do terrifying things. 
I want to toss an idea at you, though. I thought about all this, and, and I've obviously been involved off and on for a very long time, and I've watched it get worse. The estimate right now is, that, according to ICE, that somewhere between $19 billion and $29 billion a year leaves the United States to finance the cartels. So to give you an example, the city of San Francisco last year gave away 5,800,000 needles. Now, what was the value to the cartel of the drugs which were bought to fill the needles? The central front in defeating the cartels is the United States, not Mexico. As long as we're determined to buy drugs, the new generation of terrorists and thugs and gangsters will grow up, and we can kill the old generation. And what will happen over time is we'll kill all the ones who are dumb, and the ones who are left really will be smarter and harder. I think this is a useful moment to get the American people to realize that since 2006, there have been at least 150,000 people killed by organized crime in Mexico. There's an average, I think, of one journalist a month being killed. There were 37 mayors and candidates for mayor last year who were killed. We're on the edge of having Lebanon or Syria on our border with a country which is much bigger in population. We're also in danger of the cartels deciding that they can be violent in the United States. And the morning that starts to happen, we are in a real nightmare. That's it. You said it so well, Newt, because it really is at our doorstep. It really is here. And I would suggest that here at our border, we have a narco state. And the reason why President Lopez Obrador is so lax in his ability to target these drug cartels, saying we want to do it through peace, we don't need a war, it's going to be worse, it's not going to be worse. The problem is, is that there are so many people within the government of Mexico, and I would even say here in the United States, we've seen it happen, where the drug cartels have been able to buy off some of our federal law enforcement officers or blackmail them, because the billions of dollars that they have gives them the capability to do things we can't even imagine, right? These are the worst of the worst people, and they could care less about our country. Right now, Sinaloa is actually manufacturing their own fentanyl. They're not even bothering with China anymore. They want to make the money off of fentanyl. And when you think about Lopez Operador not taking the offer from President Trump saying, look, work with us. Let us work with you. Let's declare war on the cartels right now. Let's do it. Let's take them out. And he backs away from it. You have to ask yourself, is he under threat? What's going on with Lopez Obrador? How much influence happened in Mexico and how much influence happens in Mexico continuously by these drug cartels with their government, with their federal officials, with their Mexican military? I'll tell you a short little story that really opened my eyes. And it was back in 2006. I was a younger reporter. I was over there and I was interviewing some people in Nuevo Laredo. And this was after the biggest gun battles happened in Nuevo Laredo. I mean, it was still ongoing. The, the Mexican federal officials that were sent there, I think at that time by Vincente Fox, basically stayed there for one day, and then they split because they were so terrified of Los Zetas and the Sinaloa fighting in that region. And I asked one of the officers, who I'm sure was in the pocket of Los Zetas, one of the Mexican officials there in, in Nuevo Laredo, I said to him, what is going on here? Where's the military? He goes, you know what? In, here in Mexico, what we say is when you get a good retirement plan is when the Mexican military sends you to the border. 
Because at that point, you're not just getting paid by the state, you're getting paid by the drug cartel. So imagine what we're up against. The difficulty for our nation to basically work with Mexico in targeting these cartels. I know there's so many good people in Mexico, too. I'm not saying there isn't. There are so many people that have given their lives in this fight against the narco-traffickers, Mexican officials, Mexican citizens, Mexican journalists. But when a majority or a good handful of people with power are taking money or they're being blackmailed or they're being threatened, then we have something to worry about. And that's what we need to be thinking about is how do we save our nation, work with our partner next door, find a common solution. But when their government doesn't want to work with us, what's our next step? I would argue that de Blasio is at least as soft on crime as the president of Mexico, and that you have judges around the country who are basically owned by the gangs, particularly in cities. We have a lot of cleaning up to do here. That's right. And when you think about what's happening in New York, as compared to what New York was and the changes that were made by Rudy Giuliani, and you see what's happening now, people are saying crime is surging again in certain areas of New York City. We've got judges here who appear to be on the take, and we have young Americans dying every single day. Look at Chicago. It's a bloodbath there. It's a dual bloodbath because you have young Americans dying from the drug addiction when 91% of the heroin coming into the United States comes from Mexico. You look at the opiates, you look at the fentanyl. We lose more people annually than we lost in the entire Vietnam War. And we need to take it really, really seriously. I think this is a particularly timely moment. I can't tell you how grateful I am that you would take this time immediately after being in Guatemala. You're one of the unsung heroes of America's recovery. I think it's really, really important what you've been doing. Oh, thank you so much, Newt. It means a lot to me. I mean, this is about my children, too. It's about all of our children. And more importantly, it's about the future of our nation. And we have to be willing to fight for something. The way we're going to win this war is by all of us, parents, mothers, siblings, everyone, getting together and just saying, no more, we're not going to take it. We're going to find a solution, and it's going to be a tough one, but we're going to stand up to the drug cartels, and we're not going to allow them to kill our children anymore. If you found this discussion informative and you'd like to hear more, please go to NewtsInnerCircle.com and become a member of Newt's Inner Circle today. The first 500 yearly subscribers will receive a limited edition gift as part of their Newt's Inner Circle membership. Join Newt's Inner Circle today. Go to NewtsInnerCircle.com and enter the code NEWT10 to get 10% off your membership. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.